Welcome to the Steel Study Podcast, episode number 30. Can't believe I've done 30 of these things. Thank you for joining me here on the show. I am your host, Jeremy Ritz. Very grateful that you're joining me here today to talk Steelers football. Big contest coming up this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens in a game that really is going to decide and determine the fate of this team. And that's not an exaggeration. I think we can all read the tea leaves about where this thing is headed, and it doesn't look good one bit. But we've got to try to find some optimism that something positive can come for the Steelers here. Want to take a moment to thank everybody for being supporters of the Still Study, for sharing my work with your family and friends. That truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. Please continue to share with your family and your friends. You can connect with me via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. I would love to connect with you. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, in which I get your questions, comments, and feedback on the show. So let's connect. Let's make the show about you and your ideas and thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I also want to do a plug for the show that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. That podcast is aptly titled the Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I record once a week, every Tuesday at 5 a.m. We post between 6 and 6.15 a.m. There's an audio component. There's a YouTube component. And Jim is one of the goats when it comes to covering Steelers football. Super insightful, super knowledgeable about the team. And you don't want to miss it, so be sure to check that out. It is linked in the show notes. And today, I have a special guest. Originally, I was intending on having both Jake, the man behind Enemy Enemy Lines More, on along with Andrew Malkasian to preview the Ravens game. I wasn't able to pull off the trio, but Jake is joining me today on the show to talk about his take on the Steelers so far, 11 games into the season, and how he sees this Sunday's game playing out against the Ravens. So that will be coming here at the end of the show. So you don't want to miss that. Jake's great friend, just a good dude, and very glad to have him on. And so if the odds were stacked against the Steelers heading into this Ravens game. They are stacked even higher against them right now. Joe Hayden has been ruled out of the game. Once again, Isaiah Bugs is out. TJ Watt more than likely is out because he's on the COVID list. And to make matters worse, Cameron Hayward has an illness, an undisclosed illness that may keep him out of the game. And so does Isaiah Loudermilk, 
So you want to talk about being down to scraping the barrel. And there you go. Wow. You want to talk about just being... I don't even know what you would call it. On life support. That defensive line is on life support. If you don't have Cameron Hayward out there, if you don't have... Isaiah Loudermilk, if you don't have Isaiah Bugs, so then you're down to Henry Mondo, Chris Wormley, Carlos Davis, I believe, comes back this week off of injured reserve. Oh, man, I mean, it. I, I'm not even trying to be fatalistic here. I'm just being objective and realistic. It could be really bad for the Steelers defense and really, really good for that Baltimore Ravens offense and rushing attack. We know that the Steelers rushing defense has struggled all season. What is it going to do with a completely new and untested and inexperienced defensive line? If you're missing Cameron Hayward, you're missing TJ Watt. It's like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for this defense. And it's going to take a minor miracle for this team to win now. I was feeling optimistic heading into this game, but the news just keeps getting worse and worse. And if the defense is going to be this debilitated, the onus is going to shift to the offense to win this game and do you trust or believe that the offense has the capability to do that to get it done because I know that I don't and so this is shaping up to be something that could be really really ugly the Steelers are going to need a little bit of an early Christmas miracle with all this injury and illness nonsense. And they need to catch a break. And if the Steelers are somehow able to pull out this victory, following this new injury news and this new illness news, this would be one heck of a win for Mike Tomlin. Man. I was feeling optimistic about this game heading into this contest. Prior to the news to Hayden and Cam Hayward. But I've got to admit and just be honest that I don't feel so great right now knowing these additional challenges that have been added. Wow. Scary thought. And then following the Ravens game, it's a short week. The Steelers are going to travel to Minnesota on a Thursday night in a game that should be winnable. The Vikings will be without their starting runner, Dalvin Cook. So that offense will be limited somewhat. They'll still have Adam Thielen at wide receiver. That is a game that the Steelers can win. And then they'll get 
somewhat of a mini buy following that game before they take on the Tennessee Titans, and that will be in Pittsburgh at home. The Titans have not played well. They've lost to some inferior teams. And then from there, it's the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. That's the day after Christmas. That's one hell of a Christmas present. That could get ugly very fast, that offense versus this beat-up, injured defense. And then from there, the Browns Monday night, and then closing out the season at Baltimore in what could be Ben Roethlisberger's final game ever in his career. But wow, this is spiraling out of control quickly following that 41-10 loss, all these injuries, the, the COVID, these illnesses. It's kind of hard to keep a positive, optimistic spin on things when there's all this adversity in front of this team but keep the faith stranger things and it's not like this Baltimore team has been playing exceptionally well they're not a clean team by any stretch of the imagination and maybe just maybe there's a miracle waiting out there for the Steelers want to talk quickly about Kenny Pickett I had some time to watch a bit of game film on Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pitt, who will be entering the NFL draft this coming spring. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard the discussions about Pickett and the links to Pickett to the Steelers, being that he plays at the University of Pittsburgh. And I got to tell you, I came away from watching his tape very impressed. I've done a bit of study so far on Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis, both whom are decent candidates. But I will tell you that out of those three, Kenny Pickett has stood out to me so far as being the better candidate of the three. Now, I still have a ton of study to go yet on all the quarterback prospects but just on these three guys Pickett definitely stands out to me for a couple of reasons he's mobile number one he's not Lamar Jackson mobile but he's mobile in the sense that he can move around in the pocket by time and if he needs to pull it down and run and make a play he could do that as well But I also like the zip that he puts on the football, and it always looks like his eyes are downfield looking for the open receiver. And when he settles in on the target, when he makes his decision, that pass is on a rope to the receiver. And he just looks like a gamer. There's some of that intangible factor there with Pickett. The other thing I'll mention, too, is a lot of sneaks on the one-yard line, the goal goal line for touchdowns from Pickett, which was impressive to see his physicality to be able to punch it in, short yardage. 
But he's a player I'm intrigued by. Definitely looking forward to the Wake Forest ACC championship game this evening. Going to be watching that. Going to have a full preview on Pickett coming up on the study soon. But I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm not saying that should be the guy the Steelers draft. But I will tell you, I'm eager to learn more about Kenny Pickett. So, again, I know we're ways away from the NFL draft, but it's knowing the Steelers quarterback situation, it is helpful to start taking a look, start getting familiar with these guys because, as I've said several times, I do believe this is Ben Roethlisberger's final season with the team. And now is about the time in the show. As I said, Jake the Man Moore Jake, the man behind Enemy Lines, is going to join us for his analysis of the Steelers so far in 2021. He's going to give us his prediction on the Ravens game. Jake, great friend, huge Steelers fan, lives in Maryland. He is behind Enemy Lines. So enjoy this conversation when I talk to Jake about the upcoming contest between the Steelers and the Ravens this weekend. And I'll catch you on the flip side. All right, everybody. We have the man from behind enemy lines. Yes, from the state of Maryland. I think this is his third appearance on either the study session or the Still Study podcast. We have the man, Jake Moore, with us today. Jake, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Always a pleasure to be on uh, on the podcast. How are you today? I am fantastic. It's Friday. It's Ravens week. Excited about a big contest that really is going to define this Steelers season, whether or not they start to tank and fall into the abyss or if they can somehow get a spark and get this thing back on the rails. But, Jake, it's been a while since we talked. I think the last time we talked was prior to the start of the season. But 11 games into this thing, what's your overall take on the the state of your Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, and it's well. It, it may be eleven weeks since we've talked on the record on the podcast, but I know you and I are in frequent contact, and uh, you know it's hard. I I have to I have to calm myself down because I want to have a classic Pittsburgh dad like overreaction to some of the negative things you see. Like uh, you know, like it's a tough pill to swallow when you look at us going up against the worst team in the league that can't beat anybody, and we tie them. And then we turn around and we just seem to be anemic and lose games. It's hard not to be frustrated. I think that's the general sentiment across Pittsburgh is that it's just been a frustrating season. There's there's undeniable potential, but it also just seems as though, you know, that some of the pieces are there, but we can't get over the top. So, you know, frustrating season, if you're asking me about the 11 games. So there's still a lot to like. There's still a lot of reason for hope, but – it's not fun being at five and five and one. Absolutely not. And a lot of this comes down to the depth of the team. If you look at the defensive line, you have one stalwart there in Cameron Hayward. That business being starters, but they're forced into action because of injuries. So you have Henry Mondo out there. You got Chris Wormley, Isaiah Bugs, guys that really don't have that experience and honestly probably don't have the talent. So with that said, with knowing that the depth is being called upon, 
pretty significantly. Do you think that the coaches can do a miracle job in getting these guys ready to go these last six games? Or do you think that this defense is going to continue to hemorrhage yards like they have the past couple of weeks? Uh, I think the answer is yes to both of your questions. And you're right. You have to give credit where credit's due. So Matthew Marksy over there at Steelers Depot did a nice article a couple days ago about the Steelers offense with Alulu and without. And my goodness, it's like he was a linchpin. And they did not have a backup for him. And when he went down, the it's like a game of Jenga. It seems like our entire defense fell. He was the piece. You know, go ahead and check that article out. So do I think we're going to hemorrhage yards? I do. I, I think, God, wouldn't it be nice to have three Cam Haywards? But we just don't. And they're sort of moving him around, trying to figure out where he can be most effective. But there's only one Cam Hayward. But the answer is, just in general, when you watch the NFL – the defensive backs now, they're, I mean, they're, it's not a super hard-hitting league anymore. There's been a lot of talk about the physicality of the Steelers and how it looks different. Well, it looks different for every team because that's not the league anymore. You don't have Heinz Ward just knocking people into next week across the middle of the field anymore. The league's different. And the reason why I think the Steelers can win is because of turnovers. We do have ball hawks. And when you see our defensive backs, it almost does – I don't know if this is good or bad, but it seems as though they're trying to strip the ball more than they are to make the tackle or play coverage. But last week, Lamar Jackson had four interceptions. And he's been known to fumble, and the Steelers have to capitalize. They're going to get their yards. He is shifty. He is dynamic. Give credit where it's due. But they've got to win that turnover battle. And if they can get three turnovers and actually do something with them, then I think we can survive – hemorrhaging some yards up the middle. That's got to be how we win this game is getting more turnovers. And, and those are great points. Jackson, even though he's thrown 12 interceptions this year, he had the four interception game last week. He has been explosive and productive. He's gotten somewhat better in the passing game. People are highly critical of his ability to be an accurate passer, but he's thrown for over 2,600 yards. And he's the leading rusher on the team. Get this, 707 rushing yards. That's just insane. He leads all the running backs. The next closest person on the team with with rushing yards, it's 324 yards, so there's a big gap there. So I definitely think that you're right. They've got to be able to slow him down. So kind of shifting gears, your ultimate take on this, this big game against the Ravens. You're, you live in Maryland, so you're around all the enemies all the time. Um, your take on this, this year's Ravens team, and then how does this game play out, and can you give us a prediction? Yeah, I'll give you my take. I mean, I hate the Ravens. I despise the Ravens. And on any given day when I wake up, I don't know if I hate the Ravens more or the Patriots more. But it's it's certainly easier to more consistently hate the Ravens because we have to see them twice a year no matter what. You know, it doesn't matter if we come into this game at um, 0-11. These two teams are always – they're so familiar with each other. They're like mirror franchises. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, I, I know like there are some podcasts out there where people say, like, when's the last time the Steelers have served themselves and come out and hit their opponent in the mouth? And none of these teams uh, – gosh, what was it, a couple years ago, I feel like the Ravens were up like 21-7 or something like that in the playoffs and the Steelers end up coming back. The, it's very rare for these teams to run away from each other. So what you saw last week with the Bengals, I don't think you're going to see again. I do think this one is a grinded out – I think in the fourth quarter, we're all going to be sitting on the edge of our couch just because it's going to be a close game. 
And I do think that because we are in a spot of desperation, and there are probably pep talks in the Steelers locker room this week, like there haven't been in the last decade, because they are in a rare spot. I do think that there's enough personality on this team that we're going to turn the speakers down to practice, and we're not going to hype ourselves up. We're actually going to roll our sleeves up, and Cam and TJ and Ben and the people that know that culture are going to drive the Steelers towards a win this week. And it's going to have to be one where we have to gut it out. It won't be easy. But I do think I see the Steelers coming on top. I'm going to say let's go 28-24 Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that finally does not come down to a field goal kick. That's my ultimate prediction. I think it does not come down to a field goal kick. be nice to see uh, Deontay Johnson catch a little pass and burn off for 53 yards for the walk-off winner. I don't think it'll be him. He's going to have Marlon Humphrey. Marlon's great, and they paid Marlon, and he's their guy, and he's going to shadow Deontay. So, you know, this has been an era of, well, start with A.B., and then you have Juju on his dancing, and, you know, Claypool, I think he took a lot of heat for saying he wants music in practice. The wide receiver room has been kind of vocal, and it hasn't been super well-received by the larger Pittsburgh area. So I think this is an opportunity for Claypool to come out because, Baltimore is is just been stripped of their healthy players in, in the secondary, and Claypool is going to have his way with whoever's covering him. So I know that, like I said, Deontay is going to be tied down pretty. He's going to have their best remaining player on him all game long. So I, I think this is a James Washington big. Come on, like I'm calling Chase Claypool for ten catches, a hundred yards, and a score, and a big score late. This is his game where he shows fans that he can play. I love it, love it. And one last thing before you jump off here. Uh, this is more than likely Ben Roethlisberger's last year. Starting to look ahead to the 2022 NFL Draft and some of the quarterback prospects. Just real quickly, don't know how much. Always great having Jake on the show. Good dude. Pittsburgh guy. Displaced in Maryland. Living behind enemy lines. And he's calling for the Steelers' victory. Now, mind you, that was recorded prior to the Hayden news, the Cameron Hayward news. We just got to hope these guys get healthy. We got to hope TJ doesn't have COVID anymore. Have to hope Hayward is healthy enough to play so they can have a somewhat healthy roster to battle against the Ravens. Who knows how it's all going to play out. This is such a big game, and the odds, again, just keep stacking higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher higher against the Steelers. And again, this is going to be – what's going to be needed is an early Christmas miracle in order for the Steelers to win. And I'll leave with this. I talked about my preview and prediction for this game that Najee Harris is due for the breakout to carry this team to victory, and that's got to happen. But one other guy I want to mention, and this is defensively, where if ever there was an opportunity for him to step up, if ever there was an opportunity for him to establish himself and to explode and to elevate and to make a name for himself, this is the game. And that player is Alex Highsmith. If T.J. Watt can't go, if they're down Cameron Hayward, that defense will need 
will require, it will be essential that someone step up. And that player could be Alex Highsmith. And Alex, I'm sending those positive vibes to you that this is your weekend where you explode and you become the next great Steelers outside linebacker and you make it happen on the biggest stage of all against the Baltimore Ravens. So keep an eye on Alex Highsmith. And remember, he had a pick against them last year. Najee and Alex. Maybe it's the Harris and Highsmith show. Double H. And still, Studians, want to thank you so much for joining me for episode number 30 of the Still Study Podcast. Thank you so much. My gratitude to you. I love you guys so much. I appreciate your support of the show. I appreciate you reading the articles. I appreciate you listening to the sessions, the podcast, sharing with your family and friends. Let's connect. Drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you and get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Let's make that happen. Don't forget to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. The podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim is the OG of Steelers Beat Writers. Very grateful to work with him. The podcast is linked in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. And listen, guys, I will say this. If this is, in fact, Ben Roethlisberger's last year, You have six games left to watch. Think about that. He's played for 18 years. You only have six more times to watch Roethlisberger. That's assuming they don't make the playoffs. So regardless of the outcome, be grateful, be appreciative that you get to watch Big Ben. And who knows, maybe he has some of them, some of that... Raven Steelers heroics left in him. And I hope for Ben's sake he goes out on top and he does just that. So Big Ben, these last six games, man, I'm putting my faith in you that you're going to get it done. You're going to lead this team. So make it happen. And remember that life is beautiful in the black and go. Peace.